Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go. All right. Go ahead. The time is now. Let's do it. Here we go. This is the Ike Wingate Show. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning, my dear friends. Welcome back to reality. Here we are, first thing, Monday morning, June 12, 2023. So glad you're here for another day, another show, another week, as we try to start your day the right way. Coming up, random facts, celebrity birthdays, this day in history, headlines from around the world, and later today, what is the cost of the average wedding out there? You would not believe, I think, unless you're in the middle of planning one now, how much they're costing these days, plus a typo in the name of a new nursing home, not so funny to the residents. All that more is coming up today, brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or call 479-253- one, two, three, four. And a very pleasant good Monday morning to you. Time now for Celebrity Birthdays and This Day in History. Who's up first? How about Abby Lee, the Australian model from the Dark Tower and Gods of Egypt. And she was in Mad Max Fury Road. She played the Dag. She is 36 today. Kendra Wilkinson used to be one of Hugh Hefner's girlfriend. Plural. And uh, she's 38 today. Dave Franco brother of James Franco, 21 Jump Street, 38 today. Chris Young, country singer, 38. Let's see here. Jonah Ryan on Veep. Real name, Timothy Simmons, 45 today. Kenny Wayne Shepherd, the blues guitar master, is 46. Jason Muiz, who is Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, is 49. Francis O'Connor, who played Hecuba. On Troy, Fall of a City, is 56. Eamon Walker, who played Chief Bowden on Chicago Fire, is 61. Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall, 64. Jenna Lee Harrison is 65. She was Cindy on Three's Company. Meredith Brooks, singer, 65. Timothy Busfeld, who is on the show, 30-something, 66 today. What else we got? Marv Albert. Yes, at it counts. The legendary sportscaster is 82 today. Six days now from Father's Day and 22 days away from Independence Day. And on this day in history, the Baseball Hall of Fame opened in Cooperstown, New York in 1939. Let's see here. Okay, all right. Uh, the horror classic Rosemary's Baby premiered in New York on this date, 1968. Dave Berkowitz sentenced to 25 years to life for the six Son of Sam murders in New York. That happened on this date in 1978. The Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones movie, released on this date in 1980. 
81. And Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls won their first NBA championship, beating the L.A. Lakers four games to one. That happened on this date in 1991. And same date in 1994, O.J. Simpson allegedly murdered two people. I think you're probably familiar with that story. Okay. What else we got here? And uh, Snoop Dogg got married to his baby mama, Shantae Taylor, on this date in 1997. It's their 26th anniversary today. I had no idea he was married. Oh, my goodness. And those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Time now for your random facts. Did you know Franklin is the most common city name? There are 28 of them in America. Clinton, Madison, and Washington are tied for second. And Chester, Greenville, Marion, and Springfield come in at third. There's no documented case in history of a pirate making an actual treasure map. Yeah, I'm sorry to let you down there. Calling someone a chicken actually doesn't make sense because, you know, chickens are actually braver than other birds. So call them like a, a cardinal. No, you, you're such a blue jay. No. The voice of Siri comes from a voiceover artist named Susan Bennett. She was hired to record a bunch of phrases and sentences by a software company back in 2005. And then Apple eventually bought both the software and the recordings. And now you know. And your final random fact here from 1891 to 1911. Pittsburgh was spelled without an H at the very end because the U.S. Board on Geographic Names uh, Geographic Names the, the, the U.S. Board there was a U.S. Board on Geographic Names thought it was confusing to have the H but somebody got away with it I guess alright those are your random facts good morning and a very pleasant good morning to you today's show of course brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan attorneys at law online at ozarkjustice.com or call them 479-253-1234 coming up next hour What's the average cost of a wedding these days? Stranger Than Fiction features a typo and a sign for a nursing home that made some people very upset. And we've got a new feature coming to the show. We're going to tease that for you, tell you a little bit about it coming up next hour as well. Now getting a look at your headlines from around the world and around the country. Hope you had a great weekend, by the way. Now we're back at it. Headline number one, George Soros' son is taking the helm of a $25 billion philanthropic enterprise. That's what they call it, huh? Philanthropic? In his first interview, a successor, Alex Soros, said that he was broadening his father's liberal aims while embracing some different causes. Those include voting and abortion rights, as he's calling it, as well as gender equity. He plans to continue using the family's deep pockets to back left-leaning U.S. politicians. He says he's more political than his dad. My, 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 my. (sighs) Okay, next headline, Donald Trump appearing in court tomorrow amid a flurry of probes. The proceedings at a federal courthouse in Miami are expected to be the start of a prolonged series of legal engagements for Trump that could extend to and beyond the 2024 presidential election. Uh, Law enforcement officials are bracing for the possibility of unrest after demonstrators both supporting and opposing the former president made plans to rally around the courthouse in Miami. And your next headline, ETF flows show investors shying away from risk. Money typically chases performance in the $7 trillion exchange traded fund market. This year, though, it's sitting 
On the sidelines, cash inflows to ETFs are running at their slowest pace since 2019 when the market was significantly smaller. With interest rates at a 15-year high and the Federal Reserve's path ahead uncertain, investors have been favoring bonds and defensive equity strategies focused on less volatile stocks. And your next headline, Ukraine. Pressing on with its counteroffensive after some early setbacks. After months on the defensive, Ukraine forces last week significantly stepped up their attacks in a bid to break through Russian lines. But the first assaults were costly. Kiev's push is likely to unfold over weeks and months, with Ukraine launching multiple smaller probing attacks as it seeks to expose weakness in Russia's defenses. And finally, a climate trial in Montana could set an, uh, an I'm sorry could set an important precedent brought by more than a dozen residents who were between two and 18 years old when it was fi- uh, when it was filed in March of 2020. The case is among a wave of similar suits brought by youth across the country who argue that future generations will bear the consequences of a warming planet. The plaintiffs argue that the state's reliance on fossil fuels and their production violates the right to a clean and healthful environment. These trials set to kick off today. All right. Those are your headlines from around the world and around the country. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Well, when was the last time you checked about the cost of a wedding? Because going around online right now, there is a talk about the average wedding cost. And my goodness, it is quite high. Uh, Obviously, inflation has something to do with it, but yet there's also just plain old increasing costs, right? All right. So I'll tell you, hold on now. If if you're going to have to uh, pay for a wedding soon, you might want to sit down. You might want to sit down for this. I'm just trying to help you. Yeah. (laughs) The latest data shows that the average wedding costs $29,000. But it's more than double what the average wedding cost 30 years ago. That's a bargain for people in some big cities where the cost can easily soar past $35K. In New York City, $44,000 for the average wedding. San Francisco area, $37K. Boston, $36K. Wedding costs have been steadily climbing for decades. But increases... Well, just blame it on the pandemic. Yeah, it costs more because of the pandemic. We don't know why. It just does. A lot of people delayed weddings that could have happened in 2020 and 2021. And now there's a surge. Yeah, so there's a big demand out there for weddings, you know, venues, photographers, planners, florists, wedding cakes. And, of course, the price goes up when demand goes up. The price of a DJ is up 25%. Well, DJ's got to eat, too. Uh, makeup artists and flowers cost 20% more and dresses are 19% more than pre-pandemic. That's a lot. The only notable thing that costs less than before the pandemic is the groom's attire down 3%. Yeah, guys, we, uh, yeah, just cost less. I guess the average guest list in 2022 was 117 guests. Experts say it could be lower this year because there's a trend in prioritizing more intimate ceremonies and also being more cheap and saying, you know what? Do we really want to pay for the plate for those people? We don't even know them that well. Anyway, that's according to a new story out on CNN, Axios, and Zola. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Most nursing homes and senior care facilities have very peaceful names, right? Shady Lawn, Pebble Creek, Babbling Brookside. And there's a reason for that. You don't want to choose something that has a negative meaning to go 
spend your time, right? And for the loved ones of the senior out there, you don't want to drop your elderly parent off at a place like that. Well, a man in the UK was at a bus stop and he saw an ad for a senior care home called Skeleton Court. Yeah, it doesn't exactly say, come on in. It's going to be fine. He shared a photo and said, bold choice of name considering the age of many residents. Well, turns out that's not really the actual name of the place. It's a village and it's called Skelton. And the advertisement had a typo, which changed it to Skeleton. Skeleton course, court, which was supposed to be Skelton. And of course, the... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the residents don't think it's very funny. Yeah, and the people that uh, bought the ad, well, they don't think it's funny either. So, Skelton is not Skeleton. It is not the best way to attract new residents by naming a nursing home Skeleton Court. But you know what that is? It is stranger than fiction. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Happy Monday out there. This hour brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. Speaking of Thurman and Flanagan, we will be starting a new segment every Wednesday morning around 7.50, right, right around this time, give or take a few minutes. And uh, it is going to be a way to get the, to get to know the team at Thurman and Flanagan initially. And then we are going to be getting into law issues every single week. Something that could help you in your day-to-day. Stuff that is interesting to you. and Maybe stuff you've thought about but just aren't sure about. And uh, Greg Thurman and his team are going to be able to help us. Yeah, you and me. Uh, everyone listening together. As you know, you navigate the world of the things that you need to take care of. And attorneys are equipped to do that, but you don't want just any attorney, right? And so uh, while it is a way to get to know Thurman and Flanagan, for you to possibly use their services, of course, but it's also just a way to help you out if you've got questions out there when it comes to legal matters. And so we'll be doing that every Wednesday morning right around this time. And so our first one is coming up. Well, day after tomorrow, and uh, you'll be able to get to know Greg Thurman a little bit more and why he has chosen to call Carroll County his home. And uh, I'll tell you what, a great resource our community has in Greg Thurman and his team. Really, uh, he could be, you know, sometimes we think, oh, it's got to be the guy in the in the big town that, that, that knows what he's doing or an hour away, as Greg says. But I tell you what, uh, Greg could be practicing law in any city in the country, and uh, he loves it here. And so uh, what an asset uh, to anybody that is uh, needing legal advice, legal help, or setting certain things up. Uh, I trust Greg and his team with my family's matters, and my family's been trusting him for years. And I wouldn't be telling you you could trust him if I didn't trust him myself. But anyway, this isn't a commercial for Thurman and Flanagan, just telling you what's coming This time, Wednesday morning, hope you'll tune in. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Did you have a good time out at the ice cream social this weekend? Oh, so many uh, great families and kids running around. It was a fantastic time. Weather cooperated and uh, just a wonderful event for our community. So hope you're able to get out there and enjoy that. Hey, wanted to let you know about something coming up on Saturday, June 24th out at the Carroll County Fairgrounds Arena in Berryville. Uh, It is a benefit for Sam Barr. It's a music and auction that's going to be happening at 5 p.m. Proceeds benefit the Sam Barr uh, medical expenses that he has 
And of course, it's going to be country music out there and an auction, so all for a great cause. Sam Barr has served our community well for years, and it's an opportunity to give back as he is facing some medical treatment charges and things like that. So if you uh, want more info, you can call the auctioneer Randy Williams or uh, Sharon Simpkins, 870-423-8588. Bring your pies, cakes, and there's going to be other items donated by area merchants to be auctioned as well. Again, that is happening on June 24th, Carroll County Fairgrounds. You can get the info as well at kthsradio.com. Now, your headlines. Two babies and three adults were taken to a Springfield hospital in moderate condition after a head-on crash on Saturday afternoon. According to the Missouri State Highway Patrol crash report, it happened on Farm Road 1040, three miles west of Monette, around 3.40 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, when a Mustang drove into the path of a Mazda 6 and hit them head-on. The occupants in the Mustang were two teenage women and a baby girl under one year old, and in the Mazda there was a 22-year-old man and a 1-year-old girl. All five involved were taken to Cox South in Springfield in moderate condition. And one man is dead after being hit by a vehicle when trying to cross lanes on I-49 in Fayetteville on Saturday. 41-year-old Randy Robinson was riding his bicycle around 11 p.m. near Exit 61, and officials say Robinson was attempting to cross the lanes of I-49 when a 2003 Nissan hit him in the outside lane. Robinson died as a result of the crash. And an Arkansas State alumna is the new Miss Arkansas. Stuttgart native Corey Keller crowned as the 2023 Miss Arkansas. Keller will take home a $30,000 scholarship from the Ted and Shannon Boy Skokos Foundation with more than $75,000 in awards, wardrobes, and gifts. Keller holds many achievements such as a 2020 cum laude graduate from Arkansas State with an exer- uh, exercise science degree and a master's degree in mass communication. She was once a collegiate sports commentator for ESPN as well and currently works for CJRW in Little Rock. She'll represent the natural state at the Miss Arkansas competition. Those are your headlines. Good morning. And a very pleasant good morning to you. Thanks for being here. It's all being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com, or give them a call. Easy to remember, 479-253-1234. Here's a question for you. Has tipping gotten out of hand? A lot of people think so. In theory, tipping should be something that makes you feel good, right? You're giving back. You're giving someone a little extra because of the great job that they did. But, well, where we are today, most people don't feel good about it. It's more of an expected thing, or in some cases, even mandatory, a mandatory surcharge. In a new survey by Bankrate, 66% of Americans say they have a negative view about tipping, mostly because they're annoyed about how the tipping is handled. 41% of people don't like that businesses underpay staff in the first place, so they're forced to rely on tips to get by with their normal wage. 32% don't like having pre-entered suggested tip screens at coffee shops and casual counter service food places. Yeah, we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. It is something that more and more and more and more is expected. And every time, you know, you you buy anything, there's a line for a tip. You go to the some convenience stores or places in the airport and buy a bottle of water, there's a line for a tip. And not to say that you have to tip or they say that you have to tip, but you feel bad if you don't tip. What's the deal with that? I feel like Jerry Seinfeld right now. 15% of people say they are confused about how much to tip and when. 
including for stuff like hotel services, food delivery, takeout, rideshare drivers, furniture deliveries, and home services, and even repair people. 30% of people say that the tipping culture has gotten out of control. And 16% of people say they'd be willing to pay a higher price on whatever they're buying if we could do away with tipping altogether. What do you think? 83% of people out there always or almost always tip servers at sit-down restaurants. Yeah, that that is something I think you have to do. 42% typically start at 20% of a tip. I agree. 72% always or almost always tip hairstylists and barbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but there's more frustration for situations where automatic tips are expected prior to service. So you order food on a food delivery app. And they want a tip before the food's even shown up. You don't even know if your food's going to be spat in or not. But yet you're expected to leave a tip. What's up with that? Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing. One that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us, hit us up, show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.